By the time you hear this podcast, Cross Colors would have made a comeback. Makes me so horny. Cause I'm long and I'm strong, and I'm down to get the friction on. So, fellas, fellas, has your girlfriend got the butt? Tell her to shake it, shake it, shake that healthy butt. Baby got Welcome, ladies and everyone else, and fellas, <laughs> to by the time you hear this podcast, I'm Greg, I'm Ben, <laughs> baby got back, dude, his, his band's really good, they're so tight, they're on, yeah, so, <laughs> we wanted to start off a little different, <laughs> um, Thank you to everyone who is listening uh, and or watching on Facebook Live, whether live or the replay. Thank you very much. We do appreciate it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, if you want to tell people about our podcast, there are many ways in which uh, you can reach us. Uh, first, we refer you to our website by the time you hear this dot com blog style website where you can listen to episodes and see links and articles and videos for the topics that we discuss. We also are on Facebook at facebook.com slash by the time you hear this. So with the word you, that same spelling also applies on the website. If we get with us on our social media, by the time you hear this on Instagram, spelled with the letter U because we're upstanding. Yes. And not from Miami. No, no. It's not all about the U. <laughs> no, not quite. But uh, you can uh, reach us there and also by email at by the time you hear this dot com. Um, Excuse me. By the time you hear this at gmail.com, it's also spelled with the letter U, where you can send us your comments, questions, concerns. Uh, could you could you close that? Oh. Just tap on not now. Oh, it's okay. While he does that. Um, yeah. Uh, so um, send us your comments, questions, show ideas, 
Um, if you're an independent artist, we'll play your music and discuss it. Mm-hmm. No charge. None. And if you want to listen to us on the go on your mobile device, you can listen to us on Podomatic. Uh, they do have an app. Um, but if you are an iPhone person, you can watch, um, I mean, excuse me, listen on Apple Podcasts, aka iTunes. Also, Google Play if you're an Android person. Um, Castbox, Overcast, Auto Radio, Satchel Podcast Player, and TuneIn Radio are also some other options. And uh, one quick announcement. All right. Um, very soon, soon. I, I've, I've shown you the 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 design. Mm-hmm. We will have T-shirts. What T-shirts? I'm I'm acting surprised. I'm just acting. <laughs> <laughs> but we'll have T-shirts for um, for sale. And uh, we will let you know when that is set up, but that is in the works. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, look out for that. All right. So let's get into the show here. Um, not a lot happened in the past three, four yeah, days, three, four days. Yeah, <laughs> since our last episode. Um, so just a couple of things that we want to talk about. We've been, you know, the Grammy previews have been coming up as far as uh, I think the the voters have their um, have their ballots mm-hmm. and they'll be sending them in uh, over the course of the next couple of months. I think. Yeah. Um, so I think in December it's sometime around there is when the nominees are announced. Yeah. I feel like there's more previews this year than there have been like people trying to predict yeah. what they think. I remember there was one episode we did last year where somebody was talking about who they think would win. Yeah. With Grammy Antartist, but I don't remember too many previews. So that's, I feel like something, maybe that's a new trend that we'll see. So, um, I guess for this particular episode, if we're going to do any kind of preview, um, it would be for, uh, best new artist. Yeah. Now, best new artist, it can be, um, uh, I watched the video from billboards website. They said it can be a controversial award. Not always the most popular artist wins. No. And you never really are sure what the Academy is thinking as far as, um, like what, what were they looking for? Because, because this could be artists from different genres. Like, you know, you have a rap artist and a country artist and yeah, uh, an EDM artist, (laughs) you know, all in the same category. I still remember Esperanza Spalding beating out Justin Bieber. Bieber, And I thought that was odd. I was like, that's, I mean, I get it talent wise, but is that what they're looking at? Because other years they haven't looked at it. Like the most, she beat, she beat Bieber and Drake that year. Yeah. Cause I've seen other years where artists who are less talented from a musical standpoint, won over artists who were more, so it's, it's just, it's, it's really inconsistent what they're looking for. (laughs) Yeah. Um, so look at, um, this billboard article as far as who they predicted might be nominated. Um, now keep in mind what the new best new artist, uh, is for, uh, it's an artist defined by, uh, as any performing artist who releases during the eligibility year, the recording that first establishes their public identity of that artist as a performer. So basically whatever they consider the breakout album, uh, if you look at, like they mentioned Chance the Rapper, who won it last year, yeah, he released four mixtapes before. Well, I can, and I can understand that, but Logic 
had re- has released like because he's one of the artists that they you know yeah logic is one of the artists been around. that can be considered yeah i was listening to i was listening to logic when he did um the work so much i think i'm gonna die alone song i can't think of what it's called but like he, he logic's been around for a while like i feel um so i don't know like that that, that one seems a little weird to me yeah oh and there was that one year um uh, if y'all remember when uh Shelby Lynn had won. Yeah, and she was like, I've been around forever. Oh, yeah. Under Pressure is the name of it. But yeah. Um, she had been around for at least 10 years. And yeah. it, was a, it was like her fifth album, I think. And she, and she, well, she didn't say her fifth album, but she said like. She said like 10 years. Yeah, at it's least. been a while. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, but was that the breakout album? Like, you know, it, it's kind of basically whatever the, when people start first hearing of you. Yeah. on a, a broader basis. Yeah. So to give you an idea, Logic's first album, Under Pressure, was released October 21st, 2014. <laughs> and he's being nominated for Best New Artist. Or he yeah, might he, be nominated, be. Yeah. you know. So, and it was a major label debut. I mean, it was on uh it was on Visionary Music Group, which is a subsidiary of uh of Def Jam. So like it wasn't like a <laughs> Like with Chance the Rapper, I could see mixtapes. Yeah, that, that, those are all counting. independent. Yeah, but yeah. like you released an album under Def Jam. Now we want to give you best new artist. <laughs> <laughs> like, where were you when I, you know, really came out? So that was, that one's kind of weird to me. But you know, the Academy has their way. Uh, so based on who you could consider for this year, along with Logic, is maybe Cardi B. But this is off of one single. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it happened much. to be a number one single. But too, it so. is a number one single, though. Yeah, we got to give her that. Yeah. Um, other artists to in, to consider: uh, SZA. Yeah. Uh, with her album "Control," uh, Julia Michaels. Uh, not too familiar with her, actually. Um, Logic. Well, of course, we previously mentioned Logic. Khalid, and um, anyone else you think we should consider? No, but I can't. Not no one I can think of because I'm tr- I'm trying to think. Well, of, uh, I mentioned uh, Twenty One Savage. Yeah, Twenty One Savage. Yeah, he, and he did get popular last year. Um, I can't think of anyone else. And now I'm, I'm looking at these albums to see, you know, when they released albums, <laughs> just to see. Uh, you know, you know what would kind of make me upset if what? like Luis Fonsi ended up on there somehow. He's been around forever. <laughs> like, wasn't he a member of? Um, he was a member of a boy of a boy band previously. The, the first, the first name I was thinking of was Menudo. Was he a Menudo? Maybe. I don't remember, but he might have been in Menudo. They've had like I feel like they've had like two hundred different because I'd never <laughs> heard of him, and then I looked him up, and I was like, he's been around forever. Uh, let's see. He began with uh, now Horan or Harry Styles. I don't well. If you were in One Direction, you should not be considered, even though it felt like they all went solo in yeah, the they, last year. Yeah, they all went solo and <laughs> they they should, were all successful. I don't, I don't think they should be considered. I agree. But even though, even though like Lauren Hill won Best New Artist and yeah. everyone knew the Fugees at the time. Yeah. So it's still a possibility. Um, And I don't know if they were nominated last year, but I think Migos might also be in this category for best new artist. I could see that with bad, because I know they had a couple of hits off of their first record with Fight Night and um, Handsome and Handsome and Wealthy or whatever it was called. I can't remember, but um, I feel like Bad and Bougie, if if we're going by that now, seeing how the, the Academy classifies it, so to speak, I could totally see them getting nominated because Bad and Bougie put them on the map. Yeah. 
um, other rappers to consider. I mean, could it be a rapper dominated category? Um, I don't think a whole lot of uh, rappers have even won the award. Uh, the only ones that I know of, um, uh, besides, well, before Chance the Rapper, um, like Arrested Development, <laughs> um, Lauren Hill, if you want to count that. And let's see what what other rappers have won the award, some of the ones that have won it. Uh, Macklemore, even though, you know, the hip hop community don't want to claim him. Um, one day, one day. <laughs> uh, Lauren Hill, Arrested Development. Um, and that is it. Mm. I mean, some rappers have been nominated, but they didn't win. Uh, like well, Drake was one of them. Drake, uh, Nicki Minaj, J. Cole, um, I believe Kanye, uh, 50 Cent was nominated. Diddy was nominated. Um, Who did 50 Cent lose to? Evanescence. That, okay. You know, when they won, he walked up on stage, but then he walked right off, right back off the stage. And <laughs> that's almost an ODB interruption. Well, that's probably good for him because they didn't do much after that. So, no. Another rapper that was nominated, even though he was a rapper at the time, but not anymore, <laughs> Kid Rock. Oh, when, what year was he nominated? In 2000. Right and, after Devil Without a Cause. Yeah. And he lost to Christina Aguilera. To which he probably didn't care. <laughs> Um, and any other, uh, diggable planets. Okay. Um, crisscross, um, tone Loke. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I think that's it. I think tone Loke might've been the first rapper to be nominated. Not the sugar Hill game. (laughs) Nah, (laughs) definitely not them. Um, yeah, I think he was the first rapper to be nominated in this category, unless you want to count, um, yeah, just them. Well, well, it, well, he was nominated the same year with Millie Vanilli. Oh, okay. And they won. And Millie, so. Millie Vanilli could technically could be considered rappers, pop rappers, but yeah. still rappers. rappers yeah. <laughs> um, and then with soul to soul, they had some hip hop elements as well. That mm-hmm. was the same year. Yeah. Okay. So, um, best supporting actor snuff for, uh, Ace Ventura, Tone Loke. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. He was good, but he, he, nah, he, um, so yeah. Uh, who do you, who do you think is the, um, who's, who's the front runner to you? I can, since I don't know what they go for, um, maybe Khalid cause he seems to be the critics darling. Um, but then, you know, I hear about, I hear about SZA a lot as well. I'm looking at Julia Michaels, singer songwriter. I, I mean, I don't really know much of her work. Um, I want to think I've heard of her. Okay. So she's, um, Cavazos. Where is she from? Is she, why is she hiding her Hispanic heritage? Um, <laughs> I mean, I just, I don't know much about her. So I'm trying to th- see what one of her singles is. Um, looks like she started out as a writer more so. Um, she's got a song called Issues. I don't, I don't know. I mean, I, I would maybe say Khalid or, or SZA unless they put, um, uh, what's her name in there? Uh, 
I wasn't like Migos. I could see Migos taking that award. And what's interesting is like some artists that we consider, uh, it's always interesting to consider like what would the, I mean, it was a long time for the Grammys to even consider a rap category. Mm-hmm. And then it was a long time before they would even televise mm-hmm. the rap category. I mean, so some artists that like, oh, did they win? Like they weren't even nominated. Like Eminem was never nominated for this award. Mm-hmm. Jay-Z was not nominated, not Biggie or Tupac, not mm-hmm. Nas. You know, I told you the first, the, the first rapper was Tone Loke. Yeah. And then after that, Criss Cross. Yeah. Arrest Development. They won. Um, Diggable Planets. Yeah. The, the very <clears throat> short list. Yeah. The Grammys are there and not just in this category. They're never consistent on no. what they award. Like if you look at like whenever it comes to, um, well, like in any, even in like, you know, like a, just like an R and B albums category or pop category, but especially where genres start mixing. Yeah. Then it just, you, you can't, you know, like who, who, what, what does, <laughs> like I'm trying to think like, what do some of the albums that have won album of the year have in common? Like you think of the Arcade Fire album that won album of the year. What does it have in common with? I'm trying to think of what won after what won the year after that. Like they none of these albums. Well, let's look real quick. Uh, like it just doesn't make Arcade sense. Fire. Uh, the year after that, it was Adele's 21. What do they have in common? <laughs> Other than that, I guess maybe they're good albums. I never listened to the Arcade Fire album. But then like boring. Like, <laughs> I mean, I, and then some you think like, wait, I haven't listened to any of these albums. And I wonder, was it a down year? Like the year after Adele was Mumford and Sons Babel. And a, a nominated with that was the Black Keys, Fun, Frank Ocean and Jack White. So honestly, I think the Frank Ocean album and Channel Orange, right? Yeah. And uh, and uh, Fun album, I think, were probably the best albums of that year. In my opinion, those are two really good albums. I think fun was actually giving us like something we had never heard before. And it worked. Um, like he had like basically had Afro beat on one of your hit <laughs> singles. Like I was like, okay. And they, and they made it work. <laughs> um, who'd you say won that year though? Mumford and sons. Ugh. I, I, that's to me. That's like frat folk. Like that's, <laughs> that's like frat boy folk. That's sophisticated, sophisticated for the, that's the, the, the guys who listen to Jack Johnson in college. <laughs> When they got that first job, they, they switched to Mumford and Sons. Sons. <laughs> like, oh man, so like Jack Johnson. Nah, man, I'm on that Mumford and Sons now. You know, they're a little deeper. They talk about adult issues. <laughs> um, or the the children of Dave Matthews Band fans. I could totally see that because Dave Matthews is like you know a little too obscure for them. Like they're like those lyrics. What do you mean crashing to me? What do you mean it's about him watching a woman? Like that's weird. I'll listen to Mumford and Sons. <laughs> Um, and then the year after that was Daft Punk, which was a very interesting pick, mm-hmm. you know, because basically that is a, um, that's electronic music. Yeah. It's EDM kind of, I feel not, not, not quite. I haven't listened to the whole album, but part of me feels that it won solely on the strength of get lucky. Everyone overhyped the album. I also think like also with the artists that worked on it. Yeah. Specifically. Pharrell and now now and now Rogers and I would say Giorgio Moroder. Yeah, like it, it just to me felt like I felt like they'd done better records. <laughs> like if we're and maybe that was a makeup, you know, you know, for all the times they didn't get nominated for things. 
Uh, like I felt like that was just an overrated album. I, and I felt like, especially in the Reddit community, I get beat up for that because that album was so hyped. And I remember hearing Get Lucky. It's a it's a nice little tune. But like, man, they they, they made it seem like it was like, you know, the times they are changing part two. Like they just made it seem like it was the greatest <laughs> thing ever. And I was like, y'all know Pharrell can't really sing. Like he's trying. <laughs> and what they uh what they they beat out Sarah Bareilles. Which album was that? The Blessed Unrest. I don't know what was on that one. Uh Good Kid Mad City. Yeah. Uh The Heist. AKA Seattle the album. Seattle the Yeah, so I'm <laughs> I've already heard two records that were better than that And uh Red. By Taylor Swift. Yeah. But I still better. Uh The Blessed Unrest had Brave and I Choose. Okay, that was that was probably her like her 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 worst album, I think. Um, so yeah, I, I would definitely say the heist and Good Kid, Mad City were both better. But as we know, they have an aversion to hip hop, no matter the race, because <laughs> yeah. Eminem I mean, the, has yet to Eminem hasn't won one either. He has hasn't he? he hasn't won. He's been nominated at least three times, if not four. And dare I say, he's probably one of the greatest living rappers, and they still didn't respect him enough to give him one. Kendrick's been nominated twice. And I'm I think so like a majority of people won. think his album was the best. Like he lost to Daft Punk the first yeah. time. And the second time he lost to Taylor Swift for 1989. Which doesn't make sense, but whatever. <laughs> and he's going to get nominated again. And I feel like it's going, they, I, it might be like going to the, the safe, the safe pick. Mm-hmm. Um, like after that, it was Beck who won for morning phase and album I still have not listened to, but it yeah. beat out Beyonce her self-titled one. I uh, feel like that was probably more of one. Of, I, I, and I think some of these albums, some of these choices might be, we've, we've treated you wrong or not treated you wrong. We've ignored you in makeup the past. Call. Makeup call. Like for Beck. They do that for the Oscars. Cause Beck has had like, this probably was not his best work, but they're like, well, you know, we didn't get you for vultures. So and, and Odelay. <laughs> and Odelay. So here you go. <laughs> you know, they're looked on as classics. So we can't go back in time and be like, all right, so we're going to, Bring back an album, <laughs> but it's like you beat out Beyonce, you beat out Ed Sheeran. Which Beyonce record? Beyonce, the self-titled, okay. the self-titled. Okay, uh, beat out Ed Sheeran's X. Okay, uh, beat out Pharrell, uh, his album Girl. It's like, well, it'll seem like we're giving it to him for two years in a row. Yeah, he doesn't deserve it, so that's why he didn't win. And then uh, Sam Smith for In the Lonely Hour. Which They'll probably give. I Ed feel Sheeran like a makeup his call. most popular song on that album. Was on someone else's album. <laughs> <laughs> what the um the latch latch? Yeah, that was a good song. And they'll probably get Pharrell and Ed Sheeran. Um, I I think honestly, and this would be funny. I would not be surprised if Kendrick Lamar wins it this year, and it's his most commercial album, and that's probably why. Yeah, because it's not you know Good Kid, Mad City. Of course, is I don't care what anyone says. That's a concept album, like that yeah. whole album. Clearly. I mean, it's almost like, you know, it's probably the closest thing we have to like an OK computer or, you know, something in that vein to where you have to listen to the entire album to really get the story. Um, So and I mean, like not to say that Damn is a bad record, but like as far as artistry, you could tell he was making he wanted to make singles. He wanted to get on the radio more, get some money so he can make another album that he, you know, that he wants to make that he wants to make this a little deeper. I mean, he took a. A Mike Will made it <laughs> beat that was intended for Gucci Mane, you know. So I think it'd be funny if this is the album that they choose, <laughs> not to pimp a butterfly, not Good Kid, Mad City, but damn, 
<laughs> like that's the and I mean like yeah you take the Grammy but it's just like you know I did Good Kid Mad City right you know what's gonna happen he he I don't I don't know if he's gonna win because it's still of the Academy's aversion to rap mm-hmm. um but when they announce it it's like <laughs> the open is like damn Ed Sheeran <laughs> for Divide because <laughs> they they thought it would be get it yeah. but then you know and then it's I wonder be a mistake so I will I wonder if we'll ever see someone um do what John Mayer did when he won Song of the Year for Daughters. He actually broke his Grammy in half and said half of this should go to Alicia Keys because um, he beat her out for If I Ain't Got You. And he was like, you know, he felt that song was better. So I wonder if we'll ever see somebody, you know, get up there and be like, you know, like Ed Sheeran was like, I believe this, you know, should go to Kendrick or something like I, I don't know if that'll happen, but I think that'd be very interesting. No, I mean, I don't think anyone's going to say oh, this should go to this person, but I think they'll be mentioned, kind of like yeah. last year with Adele mentioning Lemonade. Yeah, she that was more than mentioning Lemonade. That yeah, was she was like, 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 what the hell is I wrong with you? <laughs> what the hell is wrong with you? This like, is not better than album. Lemonade. Shut up. It's not better. <laughs> I mean, I'm going to keep this Grammy, but, but <laughs> <laughs> Lemonade might have been better. Yeah. Um. So, yeah. Uh, definitely see what, what happens with uh, with the big, the big four is really the main ones that I, that I care about mm-hmm. because I think like even with categories that I used to pay a lot of attention to, which were like the rap categories and the R and B categories, um, it really didn't, it didn't help. It didn't like boost the, that artist's profile to win no. in those categories. It really comes from the big four. Yeah. Um, I'll pay attention yeah. to the pop performance just to see who wins that. And sometimes I pay attention to best male rock vocalist. Especially after Lenny Kravitz like couldn't seem to lose it. Yeah, he won it four years in a row. <laughs> um, I started kind of paying attention to that. I remember John Mayer got it one year. Um, I don't, I don't feel like he released anything big enough. I think they, I feel like they want to give it to him. They're just waiting for a big enough release to give yeah. it to him. Um, because they ran. I, I, I think it keeps just you know it just goes to whoever the hell does it. Um, sometimes I pay attention to the rock and metal categories, but I, I feel like. Just like their version of hip hop, they don't necessarily have an aversion of metal. They just don't know it. Like they just basically, I feel like they just look at, all right, let's look and see who released an album this year. <laughs> Did Mastodon release one? Throw them in there. <laughs> like, well, like last year, Megadeth released an album. Yeah. We recognize them. Yeah. Just throw them in there. Like it probably <laughs> wasn't good. Yeah. Like that's all they go with. Like, like Metallica is probably going to be dominated. Oh yeah. I'm sure Hardwired will be in there. <laughs> Um, just because they're like, we recognize that name. Just fucking <laughs> throw them in there. Names. <laughs> yeah. I mean, hell if, if Slayer, oh, just throw them in there. Just <laughs> kind of like that, uh, that scene in Good Burger where, uh, Ed is reading the contract. He's like, I know some of these, <laughs> these words. words. <laughs> <laughs> That's what they, oh, we should make that meme. It's like when they nominate, like when they nominate rap category, I know some of these words, <laughs> nominate the metal. I know some of these words. And then they get like, oh, the spoken word albums. Like, <laughs> They know all of those. <laughs> it's just weird. But I mean, like, hey, it's I wouldn't be surprised if within the next 10 years, it just starts to get better. Um, I know the we know the Foo Fighters because they know some of those words will be nominated. <laughs> um, hell, I wouldn't be surprised if somehow they make it into the metal category just because they might think like, oh, that sounds heavy. Like, let's put them in the metal category. <laughs> they gave it, they gave a Grammy for metal to Jethro Tull people. So, you know, yeah, over Metallica. So let's just, you know, um, so those are, those are two categories I'm hoping they get right. Um, I probably would just as a makeup call, give the, well, I don't want to say give the Grammy, but I, I, 
I think maybe this is a makeup call for Kendrick Lamar this year. Depending on who else is, because I know we know Ed Sheeran's going to get in there, so someone's going to get a makeup call. <laughs> yeah, like Ed, I think Ed Sheeran and Bruno Mars, Kendrick Lamar are, are all old makeup calls. They are locks yeah. for album of the year uh, to be nominated at least. So mm-hmm. we'll we'll see. Uh, all right, let's get into the charts really quick here. Um, well, we told you on the last episode it was going to be number one on the Hot 100, and it is, of course. Uh, number one is Rockstar by Post Malone featuring 21 Savage. Um, this isn't like the song Unforgettable, <laughs> where it was mostly <laughs> Swaley, even though it's on French Montana's album. Mm-hmm. This was, you know, definitely a Post Malone song with a 21 Savage verse on it, you know. Uh, it's not it's not a bad song. I mean, I'll let the check it's it out. I kind of liked White Iverson for a little bit. And then he just kind of disappeared, for me at least. And then next thing you know, like everyone's like talking about Post Malone again. I was like, oh, he's back. Okay. There is a cover of uh, of those Spotify singles. Someone mm-hmm. did a cover of his song "Congratulations." I think you've heard it. I've heard. Congr- yeah. I don't know if I've heard that. I know I've, I am familiar with "Congratulations" because of one of Kendra's friends who was, for some reason, obsessed with the song. Um, <laughs> I didn't really care for it, but I'll I'll check this one. I'll give him another shot. Listen right. to this one. Uh, number two is Bodak Yellow by Cardi B. Number three, 1-800-273-8255 by Logic featuring Alessia Cara and Khalid. Number four, Look What You Made Me Do by uh, the fake news of pop music. She has released another single. Uh, ben says it is uh, the strongest of the three singles, but it's still, still trash. It's still pretty bad. Like it's, you know. um, And her other single still has not really charted, has it? The second one? Yeah. It debuted in like at number five, but then it just dropped. dropped. I don't know where it is now. I'm not, I'm not looking for it. She should be worried. This is, this is exactly what happened to her after she released fearless. Fearless was huge. And then speak now just did not live up to the hype. I, I think the same thing's happening. And I think the same thing that happened back then when she was like, I want more writing control. It might be anticipation of the of the album, though. Maybe I think they're gonna. I think and if she does, well, she'll get another album. She's Taylor Swift. They'll snatch writing control from her again, and she'll she'll have another red. She'll have to go back to Max Martin. Yeah, they'll get. Basically, that's what happened. Like all of her hit singles on Red after Speak Now kind of flopped by Taylor Swift standards. Heavy, heavy on the on the extra songwriters. Well, you know, I think right now, I think if they're planning the like, okay, she's going to tour next year, yeah. probably all of next year. After that, I think right now the record company is already trying to block out some time to get Max <clears throat> Martin or yeah. Benny Blanco or Benny, Benny Blanco or or Saya. Yeah, some some one of the hot songwriters, the the Titans. They're gonna get one of them and just like, hey, no, you don't make any more decisions. Because <laughs> I mean, they're probably like they're they're they have writing credits, but like I'm pretty sure she's probably coming to them with ideas and they're just helping her flesh them out. And that, and I think versus her going to them and they have the idea and she helps them develop it. I think it's the other way around now. And I honestly think it's because of how successful, um, the Rihanna track was Rihanna and Calvin Harris song was, Yeah, I think she was like, I can do it. See, <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, number five is feel it still by Portugal. The man, there's uh, a really good, well, I've, I haven't watched it, but there's a watch Mojo video. Said three reasons why Portugal the man is trending hot right now. <laughs> I've yet to watch it. <laughs> uh, number six is Mi Gente by J Balvin and Willie William featuring Beyonce. Uh, number seven, Too Good at Goodbyes by Sam Smith. 
uh, his newest single. Oh, he's back. Awesome. Uh, number eight, Thunder by Imagine Dragons, a.k.a. the retired 2K Legends. Number nine, Sorry Not Sorry by Demi Lovato. And number 10, Unforgettable by French Montana featuring mostly Sway Lee. <laughs> it's funny, too, that the retired 2K Legends keep making songs that would fit so well in the 2K. <laughs> and uh, after dominating the summer and so much of the year, finally, not in the top 10, Despacito. End of an era. <laughs> Um, I will be disappointed if Luis Fonzi is somehow nominated for best new artist. <laughs> <laughs> like or if why? he is what, somehow what, what are we doing? What American are we doing? one hit wonder. Like he just never <laughs> climbs the charts again. I mean, I'm pretty sure he's going to be eating on this single for a while. <laughs> yeah. But it like, it would be really sad if like, he just kind of like never had another, you know? Yeah. So, uh, that is the hot 100. Let's get to the billboard 200. Now, number one, debuting at number one, I have never heard of this artist. I don't know who this is. NF. Mm, I don't know who that is. N Anyone F. watching? Anyone want to tell us who NF is? He has the number one album in America called Perception. That's interesting. Okay. Well, I'm trying to I don't get know. There. I don't know what genre. I have not heard any songs by him. I don't know who he is. This looks like the cover of the Story of the Year album. Let me see what NF is. And it says brand new, so they came out of nowhere to do this. Um, He's a rapper. Hmm. Huh. Nathan John Furstein, commonly known by his... Oh, this is interesting. I did not see this coming. He's an American Christian hip-hop artist. So he's, he's white Lecrae? I guess so. Like, he looks... He kind of looks like a drug addict. <laughs> Former drug addict. Yeah. I guess so. And that's how he found his, he found his light. That's interesting. So yeah. we got, so we got Christian rap at number one. <laughs> and it says Forbes.com rapper NF shockingly hits number one. So no one expected it. <laughs> no one. So, uh, shout out to NF. Yeah, he's uh, been active since 2010. I, I don't think he'll be eligible for best new artist, at least not this year, maybe next year. <laughs> I've never heard of this dude. I mean, not like I'm like, you know, heavy on the Christian hip hop scene, but <laughs> I saw it. I was like, who, who's this? I mean, I wonder if he's like a Toby Mac, Toby Mac being the, the white guy that would rap in the, um, in the, um, DC talk songs. It says he's been compared to logic Eminem and machine gun Kelly. I don't but know how <laughs> he's going to be. He's Christian. All right. Anyway, um, number just, two, just took white guys. Just, <laughs> um, that, that's the, that's the Larry bird thing. Yeah. Any, any small forward who's white and comes to the NBA. He's got a Larry shot. Larry bird. He's scrappy <laughs> compared to Larry bird. Um, oh, so <laughs> number two, uh, the Hot 200 uh, is Greatest Hits, Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers. Uh-oh, still in there. Number three, uh, Lil Pump by Lil Pump. I don't know who that is. I mean, I've heard the name, but I haven't heard any of his music. Is he a Christian rapper? <laughs> I don't think so. Uh, number four is Stoney by Post Malone, probably helped by his now number one single. Mm -hmm. Number five, Kane Brown. <clears throat> By Kane Brown. Um, oh, you, didn't you say you knew? Are you knew some people that knew him? 
at West we Georgia? both know that person who knows him. Okay, who is it? Is it Ashley? You said Ashley. Um, no, who was it? That new Kane Brown. Okay, I'm just gonna leave this out. Oh. I remember now. Okay, gotcha. All right, we're back. <laughs> <laughs> um. So yeah, self-titled Kane Brown. Uh, number six, The Bigger Artist by A Boogie with a Hoodie. Number seven, Love is Rage 2 by Lil Uzi Vert. Number eight, Heaven Upside Down by Marilyn Manson, debuting at number eight. Didn't know he was back. That's awesome. And number nine, Evolve by the retired 2K Legends. And number 10, Divide by the most influential artist in black music. Who also broke his arm. <laughs> All right, and the artist two hundred is NF. Well, he's not number one. <laughs> um, number one is still Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers. Man, he's got some staying power. Number two, the retired two K legends. Number three, the most influential artist in black music. Number four, Post Malone. Number five, Kane Brown. Number six, the fake news of pop music. Number seven, Sam Smith. Number eight, NF. So he's number eight. Okay. Releasing the album. But releasing an album should get you in the top ten. Did his do his followers use social media <laughs> <laughs> If he's getting compared to Machine Gun Kelly and Eminem and Eminem. And he has uh, who who else? Who else who would he should he be compared to? He Asher has Roth? a hint of um a hint of early Kid Rock <laughs> and Asher Roth <laughs> and uh um, uh, some Macklemore. Yeah, yeah. Where's it? Where's he from? I don't know. He could be like a less edgy atmosphere. <laughs> he's from Michigan. He's from Gladwin, Michigan. So, yeah, he's he's another. He's a. Or perhaps he has some uh, some notes, some uh, a little bit of logic. Yeah, yeah. He's yeah. a he's a uh, another Midwest white rapper. So Eminem, Machine Gun Kelly, all of those you know from that area. Yeah. You know, yeah. <laughs> um. And uh, number nine, Bruno Mars. And number 10, Cardi B. Cardi B. All right. So, um, oh, did you pull up the link with the AMAs? Let me see here. So is it, uh, how do we vote? Yeah, I was going to say, how do we oh, vote? Oh, go, go. It's on Billboard. Oh, Billboard.com? Yeah. And then you'll see uh, vote for the AMAs. So that's what we're going to do here. Told you, not a lot happened. So we're <laughs> going to vote live for the AMAs. How many categories do we get to vote for? Um, let's do like five. I'm looking, I don't see a vote. So while uh, Ben pulls that up, uh, you can go to billboard.com, oh, click on go. vote for the AMAs. <clears throat> it's at the top of the page. Uh, sign in either by creating an account on billboard.com or connect your Facebook or Twitter. And um, you can vote for all the categories. Or do you want to do more? I you mean, you can even vote by artist. <laughs> so you can just Alicia Carr for everything, <laughs> Beyonce for everything, even best, you know, rock album. <laughs> yeah, I'm just going to sign up with Facebook here. It says try again. Oh, I agree to terms. Okay. Yeah, I agree. All right. Continue as Ben Jammin. That's my government. All right. <laughs> All right. So, um, so yeah, we can go with like, what new artist? 
collab. Yeah, that'd be interesting collaboration tour of the year. Okay, whatever, man. These categories. It's like, do these votes actually count, or is this like the MVP where it's like point oh 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 one percent? I have no idea. <laughs> Um, but let's, uh, I'm curious to see who they have under favorite pop rock, um, favorite, uh, is that for the song or for the artist song? It says favorite pop song, pop rock. All right. Let's see what they got. So they have Despacito closer and shape of you only three. Uh, I guess I have to go with the Nickelback of EDM here on this one. Yeah. I'm going to go with Despacito. Uh, you got to make up for the MTV shutting them out. <laughs> Not fair to them. And you have to confirm your vote in case you might have clicked on it by accident. <laughs> confirm vote. Yes, confirm my vote. Processing. All right. It says thanks for voting. All right. What's another one we can do? Let me see if it lets me vote again. It will let you vote again. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> you can vote again. Yeah, I'm right back to... at the screen, and it's as if I never voted. <laughs> oh, I clicked on it. It said you've already reached the vote limit. Wow. You can only vote once? Yeah. Oh, for that category? Yeah. Okay. Let's see. Uh, what is the hell is that? Let's see. Um, Artist of the year? Artist of the year. All right. So we got Bruno Mars, Drake, the most influential okay. artist in black music, Kendrick Lamar, and the Nickelback of EDM. Hmm. Hmm. I'm 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 torn between Drake and Bruno Mars. Hmm. But I'm trying to think who. I mean, like I I feel like Ed Sheeran's gonna win this because he's had the bigger year of all four or all five of them. Um, the Chainsmokers. I I wonder. Sometimes I wonder if people even know who they are. Like, I know they don't know what they look like because they're <laughs> like they're not the stars of their songs. It's always someone else. So, but they're the producers. Ooh, and I mean, I get it. I mean, it's. I guess yeah. that's what matters. I'm gonna go Bruno Mars. I'll go Drake. He looks so emo right here, sitting back with his champagne in his hotel room, waiting for Rihanna to show up. Who never will? Yeah, she ain't coming. <laughs> she ain't coming. She's not showing up. What about, let's see, um, favorite song, rap, hip hop. Song. Okay. So we got, I'm the one by DJ Khaled featuring the Spotify champion, uh, <laughs> Quavo, Chance the Rapper and Lil Wayne, uh, Ray Shremerton featuring Gucci man for black Beatles. Shout out to Gucci man who just got married. Yeah. Yeah. Did you uh, see what he cut the, the cake with? Was it with a sword? It was, it was a like sword. Ten feet tall or taller than that. A diamond encrusted <laughs> cake and a sword. They try to get people to like to watch the special dressed in white. I feel like a lot of people actually did. Yeah, they do probably that. did, Put and on I bet all they, white just to watch the show and probably selfie it like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like they're at the wedding. <laughs> um, and uh, humble by Kendrick Lamar. Yeah, I'm gonna go with Black Beatles here. I really liked that song, and I really liked the cover of it too. I'm going to go with Black Beatles as well. Didn't, uh, um, I feel like Bad and Bougie should have been on here, though. I'm surprised it's not. Didn't Mike Will Made It do both Black Beatles and Humble? Yeah. He's all like, in this category. Uh, Mike Will Made It does all of the, all, everything for Ray Shremmer. Yeah. Because it's, it's Ear Drummers Backwards, which is his production company. Ear Drummers. And there you go. 
So I'm going to go with Black Beatles for that one. Black Beatles in the city. I'm surprised I didn't make it to any song of the year categories on this, especially with how big the, uh, what was that thing called again? I forgot what they called oh, it. Oh, the uh, mannequin challenge? Yes, man. I was about to say the freeze challenge, but yes, the <laughs> mannequin challenge. All right. What's another one you want to do? I wish you would take these things away because now I don't remember what we voted for. We um, can do uh, a favorite album, pop rock. Uh, we can do a favorite male artist, soul R&B, or yeah, female that. artist, soul R&B. Let's do favorite male artist, uh, soul R&B. Where's that one? Favorite male artist, soul oh, R&B. Okay. And we have Bruno Mars, Childish Gambino, oh, and The Weeknd. I'm going Childish. I'm going Childish Gambino. I, it's hard for me to go against Childish Gambino. Yeah. You know, I haven't even listened to the entire album. <laughs> well, uh, just for Redbone, he gets it. Like, <laughs> as a matter of fact. But but like he, he did a 70s album. Mm-hmm. Bruno Mars did a late 80s, 80s early album. 90s album. <laughs> and The Weeknd just... Still singing about drugs and yeah. models. Mm-hmm. But he just got Daft Punk to produce the songs. Basically. Uh, yeah, I'm going to go with Childish Gambino on this one. And he looks Just because there's something to vote for him for. That's like it's something, that another thing he can old. win. It just looks like he... It was like last year. <laughs> it looks like he took it in the 70s. All right, so I'm clicking on... Um, now, I now I'm sad. I clicked. I clicked on favorite song, soul R and B. I was hoping Redbone was on there so I could vote for that too. Oh, it's not on there. It's not there. So we have that's what I like, Khalid's location and the weekend Starboy. Hmm. I'm gonna go with Bruno Mars on this one. I can't. I've I've heard the song too many times. I've heard the song. I, I like it better than Starboy, and I haven't listened to Location. So. I'm Starboy. Kind of in a way by default. I like I really did like Starboy when I first heard it, so I go with Starboy. Alright, uh what's another one you want to look at? It's actually kinda of fun. <laughs> um You know what category they have on here, and what? we're gonna do an episode in some way about this. Favorite artist, adult contemporary. Let's look at it. <laughs> As a matter of fact, yeah, let's look at that. Favorite uh So I just oh. passed it. Where did it go? Okay, this doesn't make any sense, but in the favorite artist, adult contemporary category, he's not Bruno adult. Mars, the most influential artist in black music and Canadian John Mayer. He's not an adult yet. <laughs> Is he even legal? <laughs> Can you call it adult contemporary if they're not an adult? <laughs> I mean, I like Sean Mendez, but like, is it, is it, con- I don't know. That's weird. And I don't consider Bruno Mars adult contemporary. He is R and B. He's pop. But his music sounds adult contemporary. Well, this last album did. Yeah. Just because the adults now who like that kind of music were kids then. So it appeals to them. Um, yeah, again, I'm going to go against the most influential artists in black music. So I'm going to go Bruno Mars on this one. I'm, I'm going to go with the most influential artists in black music. I, 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 I like, and this is a makeup because I'm not a huge fan of Divide. But I did like Multiply, and I didn't get a vote for him then, so I'm going to vote for him now. Yeah. All right, and let's do one more. All right. Uh, you pick which one. Hmm. Let's see. Let's see. <clears throat> Favorite collaboration of the year presented by Xfinity. Are you able to click on that? Because I'm not. I am not. I guess we're not cool enough, so... Um, 
You know, we haven't picked anything like with female artists yet. We have to show, yes, female artist pop rock. We have to, we got to be. All right, let's look at the be- favorite female artist pop rock. So we have Alessia Cara, Lady Gaga, and Rihanna. There is no rock here. <laughs> no, <laughs> only pop. It's all pop here. <laughs> it's all pop. I, I might go with, Ali- I didn't like her first single, but I did like her stuff after. I'll go with Alessia Cara. I didn't like uh, the, it's called Here or something like that. Yeah. I didn't care for that song. I thought it was very repetitive, but I did like um, Wild Things and um, uh, Scars to Your Beautiful. Scars to Your Beautiful. I like the song she did with Zed. Yeah, I'll go with her. Although, you know what, though? It's really hard to go against Lady Gaga, though. <laughs> after, Especially after she killed it at the uh, at the Super Bowl. Like, people have forgot about her. They're like, yeah. Like, oh, Lady Gaga can perform. Well, yeah, duh. <laughs> Yeah, I'm going with Lady Gaga. I'm, I'm gonna go with Lady Gaga here. Um, if this were last year, I think it would be Rihanna pretty easily. Oh yeah, I can't even remember what she's exactly done this year. I don't know. She, she has the song with like Wild Thoughts, aka Maria Maria 2017, <laughs> the remix um, Maria Maria. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm gonna go Lady Gaga here. Yeah, no. Last year when she released Anti, it was all Rihanna. That was one of the best albums of the year. But yeah, what what has she had? What has she done this year to get on that? Was it just because DJ Khaled went and got her, put her on a song? It feels like it. I mean, did she release a <laughs> booty shaking video? I don't know about or something. Yeah, work was last year. Yeah. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe because like they probably still play those songs on the radio because this is this is a lot mostly about radio play. Yeah. Uh, let's do one more category with the with the female, female artist, uh, female artist soul R and B. Or let's yeah, go. Let's look at that one. So we have Beyonce, Kehlani, and Rihanna. What did they do? They didn't do anything this year. I mean, Kehlani did, I think, but um, Lemonade, I guess, still had some <laughs> staying power. <laughs> Is this one of those I recognize those words? I recognize some of these words. <laughs> I, that may or may not be a future T-shirt. I know these words. <laughs> I know some, some of these, these words. words. <laughs> um, I'm going with Kalani just because I think she's the only one that did anything significant this year. This year, this calendar year. Yeah. Uh, her album came out. She's got some some good songs. I'm I'm gonna go with Chelani on this one too, only because, yeah, Beyonce didn't do anything new. Yeah, uh, she did have a song with DJ Khaled, but who, who that's not enough to like. Yeah, everyone has a song with yeah, DJ Khaled. Yeah, Rihanna everyone. has a song with DJ Khaled, so I'm gonna go with Chelani on this one. But uh, as I said, guys, you can go to Billboard.com. Click on vote for the AMAs and you can vote for all the categories, all the different categories there. Um, so, yeah. Um, so that's what Florida Georgia lines uh, nominated for any of those country categories. Favorite duo. OK, yeah. OK. I don't think they did much this year either. So billboards behind. They need to get they need to get or not billboard, the AMAs. AMAs need to catch up. They need to. So there's there is one person nominated named Lauren Daigle. Lauren Daigle. Um, we went to a school with somebody with that name, I, and I thought it was her. Okay, it was like that name sounds very familiar. Yeah, she she was. Uh, well, I'm not going to say what she did because I don't want to put her out there like that. But I do remember 
um, at one of the uh, talent shows at West Georgia that they started having. Um, she asked me to do a song with her to play guitar. She couldn't really sing. Um, mm. And so then I, when I saw that, I was like, no way. No way. <laughs> I was like, they had to auto-tune the hell out of her. <laughs> and it wasn't her. So, yeah. All right. So uh, I'll do it for our music news. We passed some time there. Yeah, we did. We did. <laughs> so, uh, Ben, tell us about your earworm of the week. I have no clue who these people are. Um, all I know is like, I felt like this was, uh, Polo the Don's from, uh, from Atlanta. Shout out to Polo the Don. I feel, I feel like he might be listening cause I don't think he's doing much. Um, I felt like this is his attempt to be Timbaland. I was telling Greg, he's in the music video standing in front of a Lamborghini, um, and like white sweatpants and Adidas and a wife beater. And he is swole and he's flexing. Um, and then the group starts singing and like, he's all, he like, he talks, I, I don't know. It's just really weird, but the song is kind of catchy. I don't know. It, it got put on my Spotify, Spotify, um, discover list one week and, uh, became one of my favorite songs. Don't ask why it just did. <laughs> all right. So this is lost in love by I 15 and we'll let you know where I 15 is uh, as far as like what highway. Yeah. That I'll look that in. up. Yeah. Uh, is that what state is that highway in? And uh, we will be right back. Listen, girl. They call me Polo the Gun. Go, go. And I got my boys with me. They go by the name of I-15. West Coast. And you know what we came here to do. Get money. She don't know no better. Trifling with my heart. Was a parade of fun in and out of love. Make me feel inadequate. If I tried to perfect it, she wouldn't even let me. Let me. And now it seems enough. Messed all the heart. And so I'm off in the dust again. If you rewind and play it back, I'm just gonna do it all over me, otherwise she really don't care, she's a keeper with a player's mind, when we're in public she don't know me, at home she treats me like a king, she don't understand, no, and now it seems another man stole her heart, and so I'm off in the dust again, if you want and play it back, you just go do it all over.
There's always that kind of line in this song. Oh, snap, they're on Twitter. Um, they got 156 followers, and um, their last tweet was from April 28th, and it just says, going up. Well, being on our BTTYC Airworms playlist is definitely a step up. Maybe they're maybe they're releasing new music. Maybe they're they're back in the it's studio because they're in the studio. Yeah. All right. That is "Lost in Love" by I Fifteen. Um, is this a single? Yeah, this was a single. All right. So it's the single. It came out two thousand seven. I believe so. That's what this says. Yeah. Um. It is a highway in California slash Arizona. <laughs> So it's near the Mexican border. Yeah. Um, I mean, one of them looks Hispanic, so maybe. You know, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, uh, yeah, you can find that on our BTT White Tier Warmest playlist right now on Spotify. Sponsors. So let's mm-hmm. go, we're going to get into our main topic here, which is a new installment of Because Five. That's ten. There we go. <laughs> uh, because five in which we will um, name our top five one hit wonders in which the songs released between 1990 and 1994. We've done this with the 80s. Um, when going when trying to put our list together, I did suggest we could do this year by year. But we're probably going to start that with 1995. So look for some future episodes in which we have our one hit wonders just from 1995 (laughs) and then 96 and so on. There's a lot of them. (laughs) There are a lot to choose from. Uh, And it'll probably still be as tough as if we were trying to consolidate five years (laughs) of one hit wonders. So uh, we started the show with a cover of baby got back by Richard cheese and lounge against the machine. Um, in which I really appreciate the musicality yeah. of Richard Cheese and Lounge Against the Machine. Mm-hmm. Um, they're a it's a it's a comedy act, but they sound really good. Yeah, they're very good at what they do. <laughs> so uh, definitely check out check out those guys. Um, they have a lot of different covers from. Uh, they've done Creep by Radiohead. They've done Beat It by Michael Jackson. <laughs> so, you know, um, I love, love, love the cover by the Tiger. It's very. Oh, good. I haven't heard that one. Yeah, it's very good. You should check it out. <laughs> um. So yeah. So we're gonna start with uh, our honorable mentions, of course. So Ben, tell us about the first honorable mention. Um. So this is a song by Charles and Eddie uh, called "Would I Lie to You." Sounds like it could have been released in the in like the sixties or the fifties, yeah, like late sixties. Like it has a very old sound to it. I think I swear the first time I heard it, I thought it was older than it was, which is kind of probably why they were one hit wonders. Because if everything they did sounded like that, then you're you're just not going to be you know, unless somehow we have like an old soul revival, like we had this you know the swing revival. <laughs> you know, you're not going to have many. And some of those, God, yeah, some of those people might make it to my. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh shout out to Jamie and Matt uh who um uh Matt would host trivia at three oh two, aka the South Street Grill in Carrollton. 
I think he does it at the pub now. Okay. Um, but when they would ask a question, they would play a song. Yeah. That they would play this song oh, every song. week. So I know they love this song. Yeah. Um, I don't know much about Charles and Eddie. Yeah. I just know I love this I just song. Know, I just know of this song too. <laughs> um, it was from the album Duophonic. Came out in 1992. They're from New York. Um, classified as soul, neo soul, R and B. I mean, as far as it goes, it looks like they had two major label debut, two major label releases, Duophonic, and then the second was Chocolate Milk. Um, but looking, you know, ac- across the board, you know, this was where to chart. This charted in the UK at number one. Um, in America, it charted 13 on the Hot 100. So, but yeah, across the like, it it was the weakest in America. Everywhere else, it was either number one, two, or three. Mm. Yeah, but I, I, mean, I think America didn't know what to make of it. Like they yeah. felt they had to make something of it. Okay, it's a black guy and a white guy. <laughs> uh, they're both singing. What doesn't uh, surprise me yeah. is that it was big in the UK because they just have an appreciation for soul for, music yeah. that I don't think we'll ever have in America. That well, we had it at one point, <laughs> but we don't have it anymore. Like to them, right. soul is like. It's that's it's it. continually it's continually influencing music yeah. that comes out of the UK, and that's why we're All getting Sam Smith and Adele yeah, yeah, and when, Duffy's, and you know, like I've asked people, like, why why does it sound like the UK is doing R and B better than America? Yeah, <laughs> um, but yeah, um, so that doesn't surprise me. Ireland was number two. Um, just, I did think the yeah. song was by the System. Remember them? Yes. <laughs> I could hear that. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I thought it might have been them, but Charles and Eddie. All right. Sam and Dave. That's what they said. <laughs> did you? Did that's probably why they named it. Let's go, Charles and Eddie. Did we ever? Did Josh and I ever tell you about the band we wanted to make? It was supposed to be like a um, like an old school soul band, like where we only played like really old stuff, and somebody could be like. Um, Y'all know any y'all know any um Sam and Dave? Like, no, nah, we don't play none of that new stuff. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Shout out to Josh. I don't know if you're watching, but shout out to you, man. Right, so uh <laughs> we'll get to my first honorable mention. Um the only song on this list that samples Andrew Dice Clay. Oh and that is the- <laughs> not that version. <laughs> and this is Unbelievable by EMF. What does EMF mean? Um, let's find out. I want to think it's, it's like an obscenity, and that's why they were just EMF. Electromagnetic field? Probably not. Um, Epsom Mad Funkers. And I think or, they changed it. Yeah. Uh, well, that's what they thought it was. That's what uh, people thought it was at first. Um which was the name of the fan club for New Order because they are from England. Mm-hmm. Um, but in one of their songs, they use the term electromotive, electromotive force and ecstasy motherfucker. That's what I remember hearing. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. No, I, I like this song. I don't know why I always associate this with sports. I think they played in a lot of sports and a lot of... Um, I think baseball it gets played a lot in baseball yeah probably i feel like soccer yeah it's probably soccer, soccer too for some time. reason it i keep thinking of when albert bell ran into that was it the second baseman he ran into i want to think i saw this played over a clip of that 
Remember yeah. Albert Bell? Like he ran yeah. in. Yeah, I want to think I heard this like played over a clip of that. And I'm like, oh, it's like when he like really hit him hard. <laughs> yeah, I, I can't think why. it's when um, I I can't remember the player's name, but he like he was an outfielder and he ran straight through a wall. What? It's like a one of those classic sports blooper things from like the early '90s. Yeah, but he'll just like go straight through the go straight through the wall. Or that home run that bounced off Jose Canseco's head. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Was this? Yeah, I could. I could see that being played to this, or just some sort of sports montage. But this is definitely one of those like, like it's a rock song, but it's like, it's rock, but it's not rock. Like it's got definitely got some electronic elements to yeah, it. Yeah, as dance elements. Uh, this will be considered <clears throat> part of the uh, the the Madchester era in okay. England. Uh, for anyone who's watched the movie 24 Hour Party People, um, it'll probably be considered more in that category as well. And yeah, they call it alternative dance. Because, I mean, like, honestly, I could see this song being hit today. I could. Maybe, like, the guitars wouldn't be up as I much. Feel like, I feel like, like, uh, what's the name of that group? Cheat Codes would probably remix it. <laughs> I could, yeah. But, yeah, I could, they would probably bring the guitar down a little bit and maybe put in some synth. But I could hear this song being a hit and like at this part right here where they're saying you're unbelievable there's like a synth break or something because that's like all the rage now like you have a long chorus of a synth break where they, the bass drops and everything's okay <laughs> <laughs> they just dance and you do ecstasy motherfucker like you <laughs> <laughs> alright so Ben tell us about your second honorable mention this one is by Desiree called you gotta be um this song is just awesome. Like, this is just one of those, like, you can take on the world songs. Like, it's so positive And I, I don't know. Like, I just kind of makes me feel good. It's a very feel good song, you know? Um, this is one of those songs to where I feel like it's played on any montage of clips from, like, for it to relate to sports of, like, the WNBA and mm-hmm. whenever the U.S. women's soccer team plays in the World <laughs> Cup, it's 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 something like that. Or we'll be on one of those like home videos uh, of like you know the Houston Comets nineteen ninety seven <laughs> championship season. <laughs> Did the U.S. women's team make the World Cup? Are there are there they're out of sync this year? Because I know the U.S. men's team didn't. Did the because um, the women's team is much better than the men's team. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, the women's team is one of the best in the world. Yeah. Um, I think the women's team, they play next in 2019. Okay. I think that's when their next one is. Yeah. So so I'm looking at the songwriters. Someone named Ashley Ingram was the second writer on it. Desiree was the first. Um, she didn't really have much more after this. I remember this a lot from... She was British? Desiree? You didn't know that? I did not know that. Um, she just didn't yeah. sound it. Okay. She she has a couple of other known songs. She did a du- duet with Terrence Trent Darby called okay. Delicate. Yeah. And uh, she's known for the song also uh, Kissing You from Romy, Romeo and Juliet soundtrack. I've still not the seen Lerman that one. That's the one with um, Leonardo yeah, DiCaprio. DiCaprio. Okay. And Kate Winslet. No, 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 no. Not Kate Winslet. Uh, Is it Kate Blanchett? Claire Danes. Claire Danes. What happened to her? <laughs> she's on Homeland. Well, I don't know if her character is still alive on that show. Oh, okay. Yeah, I do remember. Yeah, that she's show. on Homeland. But yeah, I did not know that. Okay. But yeah, I love this song. Um, 
I remember it being played on a lot of clips for um, our promos for Good Morning America as well. Um, but yes, yeah, got like you know that fake, the fake guitar sound in there, which is basically <laughs> a, a synth. I hate to break your heart if you didn't know that, but no, I, I do love this song. It's just really one of those feel good. I can take on the world songs. All right. And every time she says you got to be cool, an image of Aladdin being cool pops in my head. <laughs> I'm not even joking. Yeah. I think they made a parody of this on In Living Color. It's like, <laughs> you got to be a cook. You got to be a something. You got to be a part-time ninja. It was, like, <laughs> it was just ridiculous. Oh, my God. But, okay, Desiree, you got to be. All right. So my second honorable mention, I don't know if anybody has heard has heard this song or like know that it was popular is uh, Bad of the Heart by George Lamond. Um, for those who know uh, who are familiar with the genre freestyle or Latin hip hop, mm-hmm. basically dance music that came out of New York or Miami, I think in some cases, L.A., mm-hmm. um, if it wasn't for for her father, this would probably be the music that Selena would have first been known for. Okay. <laughs> um, you know her her death happened recently. Oh, was it her birthday? Google did did something to honor her on their. Oh, title it was just page. Selena Day. Selena. Okay. Yeah. Because like I think her birthday was like in April. Okay. But rest in peace. We should discuss that movie one day. Yeah. That's a good. It's a very good movie. I haven't seen it in a long time, but it's a good movie. But um, with a lot of freestyle music, especially if it was if it was a male artist, the music would be like up tempo, mm-hmm. but somber at the same time. Yeah, I don't think I, I thought I, <laughs> I thought I knew this song, but I have not heard this before. Hmm. Um, the male singers were often very emotional. If you ever remember uh, Pablo Francisco <laughs> who talked about like how in a, a, a telenovela. The guy's always crying. <laughs> it's like, but but Maria, and then you see a single tear come out of his eyes. <laughs> That's kind of like what freestyle music was when it was a male artist in particular. Okay, yeah, this is. I mean, it sounds familiar, but I just I don't know it. Like, but then again, it sounds like everything that kind of came out in the early '90s. So I mean, like a lot of those songs do blend together sometimes. Um, George Lamond is from from the Bronx, so like I said, a lot of the music came out of New York and Miami. Um, and this song, I'm trying to find the. This was from his debut album. Uh, it's from 1990, and it charted at number 25. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there's one of those artists, like along with other freestyle artists, if you remember Sweet Sensation. Or Stevie B. Okay, I remember Stevie B. Um, sometimes Gloria Estefan would be, get lumped into that. Okay. <laughs> or she may have been the breakout freestyle artist. Yeah, because listening know. to this, I, I definitely hear some of that as well. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Uh, this is from 1990. George Lamont. Check out some, some freestyle music. And they always had the same kind of... They released their records in the same way that you could probably parallel to hair metal yeah okay up tempo song up tempo song ballad, ballad. <laughs> <laughs> you know karina um, was okay now i'm looking at some of these artists some of these artists and um to see if i recognize them technotronic this says a freestyle artist 
in a way, even though they were British. Okay. New shoes. They said new shoes is considered tech. Okay. Why they put Eddie Murphy? What did he do? Party all the time. How is is that freestyle? In a way, it could be. Okay. Yeah. I like party all the time. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, all right, Ben. So we're in the top five. Tell us your number five. Ooh, number five. Once again, these were tough. These were tough. Um, portrait. Here we go. This is a classic, man. Like this is an R&B classic. A new Jack Swing staple. I don't know why they never had more songs. Maybe they just didn't have good writers. I don't know. But they do have they did have a cover of something that was that was a single, I think. Which version is this? This is the longer version. Yeah, this is the album version. Oh, I can't. I, okay, I got to add this one because the one I have is shorter. And I prefer this one because, of course, it. Oh, that's longer. the radio edit. Yeah, this is yeah. the album version. Um, they did uh, How Deep Is Your Love cover of the Bee Gees. Okay. It's on their greatest hits. Okay. I love this, though. Like, and it's just like. Like, it's a very just kind of. It's hard to describe the beat, but like. They don't do too much over it. Yeah. And then I love my favorite part, of course, is the bridge. Like when he <laughs> like climbed the mountain. What mountain? Like, I love that part. It was like swim the sea or cross the sea. Yeah. What sea? See what I mean? No. no. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, but I don't want to get too deep. Bridge. It's just like. <laughs> they are also uh, looking at what else they may have been featured on. Anyone familiar with Quincy Jones's album, Q's Juke Joint? Oh, they're yeah, on the, uh, I guess, feature on the cover of Slow Jams. What? They were in With Family Baby Matters. Face. Oh yeah, they weren't. They were an episode of Family Matters. Okay, performing Here We Go Again. Okay, huh? And one of them was Waldo's cousin. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Says here they were on soundtrack. See, and that was the thing. Like back in the '90s, to get on a soundtrack. Easy. That it's was like, easy. <laughs> like, Adam like if you had a hit song, like, okay, we'll, we'll let's do another song, but we'll put it on the soundtrack. Yeah, they're on Blank Man, a classic, <laughs> a classic. Oh, here we go. No. <laughs> Love that bridge too. It's just, I don't know if there was a rivalry or maybe they were just being compared to Shy. Yeah, I could see that. I mean, I think it was just because it was like four black guys and yeah. they had a good song as yeah. well at the same time. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> they were, they're not like shy. They were also on. Um, they got on that. You will know what's up. <laughs> they the were on that. lyric soundtrack. They were on that. Um, one of these home video, these NBA home videos I grew up watching. Okay. Um, <laughs> there was one with uh, NBA Jam. It was like the new NBA Jam game was coming out, and they had a home video with highlights intercut with the music video, and it was hosted by an artist you will hear on the um, on uh, from my list. Actually, it's good. It's going to be the next song. Yeah, <laughs> they hosted the video, but Portrait was featured. Their this song was on the video. Yeah, nice. Their their video was intercut with NBA highlights. I feel like that happened a lot back then. Just inter- intercut like it kind of happens now, actually. But like no one knows like, oh, that song has a video. <laughs> Unfortunately, you know. So smooth. Uh, where to chart? Uh, let's see. This is from their self-titled debut. 1992. 
It's giving me disambiguation. Albums. I don't even think there's a page for it. You said this is from All That Matters or is this from Self-Titled Portrait? Um, so the album reached number 70. Here we go again. Um, <clears throat> on the Hot 111, US R&B 3, and it charted on the dance charts at 11. Hmm. Not bad. It's, Not one, bad. Of, it's one of those. It's a New Jack Swing staple. Yeah. You know, so um, or standard, whichever term you want to use for that. But uh, yeah. So, um, that was Ben's number five. My mm-hmm. number five, I told you they hosted that NBA Jam video I watched, and that is Joe Public. <laughs> and their one hit that we know them for is Live and Learn. I was good. They're kind of a confusing band to me because mm-hmm. they're using these samples, <laughs> but they're a band. I, I'm confused. See, like, I didn't they know have, they were a band. Okay. They were a band like... The lead singer plays bass, so it's one of those rare things. Yeah. Um, I don't think he was the best singer in the group. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on, uh, did this say they covered Peg? I think so. Oh, wow. I will be looking that up after this. So, um, this is from 1992 as well. Yeah. Uh, oh, no, there's a sample. Um, from here in this song of Peg yeah so it says uh, oh, heavily da, 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 da. that's from Peg right yeah it is <laughs> oh wow how did I not pick up on that huh hold on oh they're not doing it again so yeah um, Sly and the Family Stone sing a simple song uh, the grunt by the JB's Jane Brown get on up and get into it um all your goodies is gone by Parliament. Yeah, there's a lot of samples. Yeah, well, a lot of samples in this one song. But this is a band. Yeah, I'm confused because they have like a bass player, guitarist, a lead guitarist, and a drummer. Yeah. Oh, and it even it's in their um, their bio on Wikipedia. They hosted the NBA Jam's music video, <laughs> VHS promotional yes. release for the video NBA Jam Tournament Edition. It's hilarious. It's probably on YouTube, guys. So I will look that up as well. That's crazy. <laughs> I mean, they were, they were nice guys. They had a sense of humor. They they loved basketball. But how did they get to host that video really off of having one hit song? That's funny. I never knew they were musicians, though. I only see, and I'm looking at pictures, I only see one picture of them with their instruments. And, like, only one of them is holding an instrument, it looks like. And it, I guess that's the singer. Yeah, he's holding the bass. No, I see a guitar there. Ew, he had it on the ground, though. Okay. They are from uh, Buffalo, New York, and this song charted at number four on the Hot 100. Hmm. Is there a superhero named Joe Public? And they were also the uh, backup band for Boys to Men and Shanice and Crisscross. Nice. So they are they are legit musicians. Yeah. Okay. Buffalo. There ain't much going on up there. I believe that's the team that um, El Presidente tried to buy. Yeah. Get out bid. Mm-hmm. Did you see the article I sent you? Yeah. Yeah. They So they've, they've basically like, yeah, we, we, we know why he's doing this. The, Jag, the Jaguars owner said it first. Yeah. <laughs> he wants him He's like, so he's just bad. jealous. Like, so bad. <laughs> um, 
so that was my number five. So yeah. number four, Ben. Number four. Um, looking at the crash test dummies. Mm-mm-mm. Of course, as I've mentioned many, many times on this podcast, I love songs that tell stories. And this song, if I remember correctly, tells three stories. Um, I love this one, and I do love, um, I think it's Headline News, the parody that Weird Al did. Yeah. Very good. He he does it perfectly, but yeah, I love this. Um, but it's a very dark song, like if you listen to the lyrics. I mean, I know it's kind of a slower song anyway, but like it's a very dark, dark song. Um, and uh, I just remember listening to it and thinking like it was just a very reflective song very hauntingly beautiful song and i guess maybe that's just my taste in music i like songs like this so and of course they never really did much more um i think i heard that after this they start like their singer did like an album where he was singing falsetto yeah which is a very (laughs) stark difference from this but yeah just i love this song and then the album god shuffled his feet like it's just i don't know it's just interesting title interesting song yeah it's um it's such a um the the song like kind of it kind of like kind of jumps out to you a little bit one because of the lead singer's voice yeah very deep uh the lyrics um were about kids who feel isolated in some way mm-hmm. and the reason why he sings mm-hmm is because he didn't write any lyrics for it for the is chorus. That, is that what he said for real? Yeah. Oh, God, I thought he was just saying it because he like, I'm thinking like, hmm, that's funny. But yeah, so each verse describes the isolation and suffering of a child to have a physical normal, uh, um, abnormality. 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 I can't talk today. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, the first person, first kid is injured in a car accident, misses a lot of um, time. His hair has changed from black to white. Like that was from when the car was smashed so hard. Yeah. That was kind of a like, okay, that would suck to experience that as a kid. Um, the third verse, I think, was the one that got me the most. Like they made him come after church, shake and lurch across the, f- like that was like, you know, religious zealots as parents. From what yeah. I've read about this song, there are like at least 10 more different verses he had written. Really? Or that he performs live. So it's like, um, it's like hallelujah basically or american pie or american pie there's just like so many verses and he's just like yeah just we'll we'll perform six verses tonight (laughs) yeah as a matter of fact i think there was a version of hallelujah by leonard cohen where he had something like it was like a 10 15 minute long, long version of it he just like just keeps adding in verses yeah yeah uh what year did this come out 93 this was yes this was 93 and it charted let's see um uk it charted at number two um in the u.s it charted at number four on the hot modern rock charts um at number one so yeah and uh we've talked about it before they were nominated for best new artist grammy did they, they didn't win, of course. They did not win. They lost to Cheryl Crow. Ooh. And they were, I guess, you were thinking like probably in the 80s and the early 90s, it was like the one-hit wonder would win Best New Artist. And this one, the one the be, the one-hit wonder lost mm-hmm. uh, to some other more well-known artists. Um, they lost, Cheryl Crow won, also nominated Ace of Bass, 
Counting Crows, and Green Day. Hmm. And of course, Cheryl Crow went on to have a very nice career. I wish she would. Well, she did try to come back, but yeah, I, I just don't think the world, unless she does country music, I don't think the pop world would want Cheryl Crow. And that's kind of sad, but you know, it is what it is. Yeah. yeah. Um. So we'll get to my number four, and uh, it is actually a be- another a best new artist winner, <laughs> Mark Cohn. Who is married to Elizabeth Vargas, who was for some reason like my news crush. I don't know why. I don't know why. But this is a really beautiful song. Do you think he really did this? Do you really think he was walking to Memphis? <laughs> uh, I think he just went to like Graceland one mm-hmm. time and became inspired. Yeah, so this is one of the songs I did take off of my list, but I love it because of it course tells a story <laughs> about him going to memphis and walking up to graceland and you know the um reverend green be glad to see you well he says that the song is a hundred percent autobiographical so he uh he went to graceland okay he heard al green preach okay and he saw wc oh Andy that's the Satchel. reverend green he's talking about yeah he's talking about al green okay okay and they asked me are you a christian child i said ma'am i am tonight because he's jewish Oh, I that uh, nearly twenty years later, I I, I get the line. <laughs> uh, this is described as a power ballad. Really? I, I guess I don't know. Huh? Okay. Okay, that's interesting. It, that experience you f- who feels the gospel spirit as a Jew who feels the gospel spirit in Memphis. <laughs> That's a very honest statement from him. That's a very honest statement. Okay. Mariel Wilkins, who performed Amazing Grace. Okay. With whom he performed Amazing Grace. Okay. That's interesting. That's okay. That, that line makes so much more sense now. Man. Uh, he is, uh, well, he wrote this song produced with Ben Weish or Ben Wish uh, from his self-titled debut album. The song charted as high as number 13. Um, it also charted on the adult contemporary charts, the U.S. hot country songs, and the mainstream rock tracks. Oh, wow. <laughs> Lone Star did a cover of this. Cher also did a cover of this. I have not heard hers. I know I really like the Lone Star version of it. It's a little bit more energetic. Um, it has a guitar solo at the end. I can't imagine what Cher's version would sound like, though. I don't know. I thought it was like EDM. Probably. <laughs> it says pop rock. I, oh, this was, it was, it came out before Believe. Yeah. So this was like. Before the discovery of the auto tune. <laughs> <laughs> um, I feel like. Yeah. I, I, I don't know why, but I could feel that. I could feel like that could be a, an episode of Chappelle's show. Great moments and accidental stuff. Because I read the description. It was just like the dude was like, hey, I got this new thing. You want to try it out? And next thing you know, like it's everywhere. And I wonder if he's like, I should have never tried it out. <laughs> like everyone uses it now. I should have never. What did I bring on this world? Uh, the song has also been recorded by Paul Anka, uh, John Tesh. John Tesh as in like round ball rock. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, those are the only artists I've heard of. I, all these other guys seem to be German. If you've never heard <laughs> round ball rock. You've heard Round Ball Rock. You've heard Round Ball Rock. (laughs) You just don't know you've heard Round Ball Rock. (laughs) So, yeah. uh, 
Best New Artist, uh, Mark Cohn. I'm glad to hear that's autobiographical, though, because I've I always hoped it was because the story is so vivid to me. I can hear I can I can see it, you know, touching down in Memphis on a plane, middle of the pouring rain. Like I can it's just to me, it's just really vivid. And I love songs that are vivid. Uh, he won Best New Artist in 1992, beating out Boys to Men, uh, CC and Music Factory, CNC Music Factory, Color Me Bad and Seal. What happened to them? Man. They got back together. Well, three of them. Those dudes. And then one of them like decided not to mm-hmm. rejoin them. And they did one of their songs on, I think it was an Atlanta local news station. Oh, I'm sure we can find it on YouTube. But I think it was like a couple of years ago. That's a long fall, man. <laughs> <laughs> um. So Ben, what's your number three? Well, it's funny. I go from, Talking about how I love songs that are descriptive and tell stories to Good Vibrations by Marky Mark. <laughs> um, I, I can't explain why I like this song. All I know is. Um, at 909. At 909. That 909 drum. <laughs> All I know is when I am in my car and this song comes on, <laughs> I go apeshit. Like, I love this song. It's just no Like, I go crazy. Like, it's. It's such a fun song. Like, I, his rap is okay, but it doesn't matter because it's a fun, upbeat, catchy song. And then you know she comes in here singing. Come on, pet them. <laughs> <laughs> uh, for anyone who remembers our um, fear of uh, a black hat, fear episode. of a black hat episode. <laughs> But yeah, and who who sings on it? Is it the same woman? Is it um, uh, Loletta Holloway? Is it her? I I think so. Okay. Oh sweet sweat coming out your pores. Yeah, and of course, um, this was um, this was produced, of course, by his brother Donnie. Donnie on the backup, no drug free, so put the crack up. <laughs> oh man, these, these the lyrics are awesome. Um. I don't like it's just I can't describe uh, like yes uh Loletta Holloway okay singing love sensation I have to check that out yeah that from song. yeah it's sampled from her song written by co uh written by Dan Hartman yeah I mean like honestly I cannot attribute a lot of artistry to this song this is just a really fun song to me and I really like I like the as bad as it is I like the piano solos if you I get if you like like CNC music factory mm-hmm. If you like um, Technotronic, yeah. If you like, basically, like all those songs from the early '90s that were clearly techno influenced, and they are played, continue. They are still played in like at NHL games and NBA games today. Yeah. Oh, I'm pretty sure this you, is you one of those songs this, at an NBA game this year. There, it probably was played tonight <laughs> somewhere. Most it, likely at Memphis. Boston. Oh, I was gonna say Boston. Well, maybe well Boston, <laughs> yes, but definitely in Memphis because they seem to play all this stuff from like that era. I could hear when that. It's a jump ball. They're playing "Jump" by Criss Cross. Oh, for real? <laughs> well, I heard they also play "Whoop That Trick." So, like, Memphis is that's like the this. most current song that they play at the Memphis Grizzlies games. So I find it funny. It says in here, "Drug freeze to put the crack up." Um, Mickey Ward is credited for helping the boxing technique and training used in this video. Think that inspired him to play him in the fighter? <laughs> That's when he met him. Yeah, so he, well, he met him while they were making the video. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, uh, that synergy. Was an, that was an interesting movie. This was also uh, the song was in um, 
You ever see the movie Don John? Mm-mm. Joseph Gordon-Levitt? No, but I want to. That you looks should, like you a should see movie. that. There's a scene where he's just like, he's jamming out to this song. Oh, for real? And then like a car cut him off in traffic and he like <laughs> gets pissed off. <laughs> yeah, the thing that rekindled my love of this, of course, was Blades of Glory. Um, the very lewd <laughs> um, routine that him and Will Arnett and Amy Poehler did. It was very funny. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. I just love this song. There was also like a model, like a famous model in the video. I can't remember who it was. Then say who it was on. I here. think it was like Kenya Moore or something. Was she singing the part of? <laughs> no, no, they didn't. They didn't. They didn't. Uh, they didn't do watch that, that part. <laughs> um, but so yeah, this charted. Let me see here. On the Hot 100, this hit number one. On the Hot Dance Club Play, number ten. Um, on the Hot Dance Music Maxi Singles, number one. And um, this charted on the hip hop charts, R and B and hip hop songs at sixty four, barely. I guess they were like, "Nah, we don't." No, we, don't, we had Vanilla Ice. You, yeah, yeah, we don't accept we, this. We're one. done with that. And then, of course, uh, Eminem came out. You know, a few years later, <laughs> <laughs> it's like let's just all stand around here in a funky bunch. <laughs> yeah. Um. So that was number three. Three. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh. So my number three is um. Delight, delight with three E's, and uh, <laughs> Q-Tip was on this one, right? Yeah, okay. And Bootsy Collins, and Bootsy Collins. Did he play bass on it? Yes. Okay, nice, nice. I didn't know that was him on the bass line. Um, okay, okay. Groove is in the heart by Delight. Uh, this was the combination of all the uh, club music coming out of New York. In the mm-hmm. late 80s and early 90s This was as pop as it was going to get <laughs> uh, This is one of those songs that um, Beforehand If you if you, if you you know what voguing is You probably vogue to this song too What is voguing? You heard Madonna's song Vogue Is it the Yeah Oh my goodness You would vogue to this song I was doing that at work today <laughs> Singing Vogue <laughs> Oh god I love that song too but she's not a one-hit wonder, so we can't put her on that. But yes, this is a really good song. Um, oh, this was sampled by Kiki Palmer's song. Interesting. Um, yeah, I just I I always remember the video to this song. Like it was very trippy. Uh, it was based around um, actually the main uh, the main riff is coming comes from Herbie Hancock's "Bring Down the Birds." Okay. From the blow up soundtrack and Vernon Birch's Get Up, which was the drum track and the slide whistle part. Okay. Uh, Bootsy Collins did play bass on it and had some guest vocals. And of course, the guest verse from Q-Tip, mm-hmm. who at the time was probably considered one of the best. He, he was like he was like a top five rapper. Yeah, he was big in the game at that time. <laughs> Um, Cause this was yeah 1990, and I never realized this song is that old. Yeah, yeah. It feels like it came out in maybe 2000. Yeah, I would say between somewhere between <laughs> it was, 97 it was kind of ahead of its time. Yeah, yeah. I didn't realize it. Was, wow. Okay. Yeah, this is much older than I thought it was. Um, it charted at the hot one, the hot 100. It peaked at number four. Of course, number one on the dance club charts. Mm-hmm. Number one on the Hot Dance Music Maxi Single Sales Charts. 
and number 23, no, number 28 on the R&B hip hop songs, hmm. aka the black singles. <laughs> <laughs> they wised up and they changed it. They're like, you know, that might be a little offensive if you just, you know, the black music charts. Uh, it's also number one in Australia and in Canada, uh, number two in New Zealand and the UK. Started calling the rock charts the white people charts. <laughs> <laughs> the white singles. The white people charts, and then like the metal, like the aggressive white people charts. <laughs> oh God, what would ICP fall on? I don't, I don't know. The crazy people who—that's the aggressive white people charts. Yeah, that's yeah. they're they're more aggressive. They pick fights with people. <laughs> uh, there are also cover versions by Kiki Palmer, as you mentioned, Natasha Bedingfield, and uh, there's a smooth jazz version. By Rick Braun, and in a commercial, a Target commercial uh, performed by Charlie XCX and Questlove. I want to think I've seen that, but I'm not sure. Uh, they also sampled Billy Preston, Ralph McDonald, Ray Barreto, and Belshazzar, the Tommy Genopopoulos, and the Grecian Knights. Look, it was a lot of samples. They, I mean, they yeah. were DJs. Mm-hmm. Delight is three DJs. So, <laughs> who was the um, singer then? Who's the female singer? Is she a DJ too? Uh, yeah, she was. She's. Um, I think her name is Lady Miss Keir. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. She's. Uh, she's a lead singer. She's also a DJ. Okay. So yeah, that is my number three. She still looks the same <laughs> at fifty-four. Another vampire. Yep. Okay. <laughs> So, uh, we're at number two, and Ben and I actually have the same number two. Uh-oh. And it is What is Love by Hathaway. Yeah, this song is awesome. Um, we used to cover this in Token White, and it always made my night. <laughs> it always made my night. Cause we, so, we made it sound... It kind of had, like, Alan, who was the drummer at the time, and Eric, who was the bass player at the time, gave it almost kind of like a disco-esque beat, like um, the song by The Bravery, um, Honest Mistake, yeah. was really big at the time, and it sounded like as if like they were just inspired by Honest Mistake, so like it was... It was almost like a mashup of Honest Mistake and this song. Like, it had the Honest Mistake beat and everything. And then boom, dicka boom, dicka boom, dicka boom, dicka boom, dicka boom. <laughs> That's what Eric was doing. And it just was, yeah. I played synth on it. Like, I played keyboard. Oh, this was so fun. We played this at the same bar where Ben Roethlisberger um, did his thing in Milledgeville. Mm-hmm. Yeah, same bar. Mm-hmm. Same bar, yeah. Uh, the song was written by Dee Dee Halligan and... Junior Torello, uh, Dee Dee Halligan is known for writing. Uh, wait, did they hold on? He wrote for London Beat, but did he write that one song? No, I've been thinking didn't. about. Okay, he I was going to say that like one. that would be so weird. <laughs> <laughs> but he did write for London Beat and uh, Bad Boys Blue. Best known for writing, of course, this song here. Um, and it's. People start doing that dance, you know. If people watching Facebook Live, they just see that one. People do that dance, and they don't know what movie that dance came from. Have you seen that movie? I, I tried to watch it. It was real. I watched the whole thing. It was pretty bad. Um, <laughs> that was when SNL was trying to make a movie out of any sketch. They, they were had. drunk on their own power. <laughs> they were like, "Wayne's World worked. Let's do it with everything." And it's like, Let's no, do it with what's Pat? 
Let's do it with. Let's make yeah. it Wayne's World two. Let's do it with Ladies Man. It was one of those things where they didn't realize that maybe Wayne's World worked because Mike Myers, Myers and, is really and Dana good. Carvey are just really good at what they do. <laughs> make like, <it> work. <laughs> like they really made that work. Like Mike Myers, of course, went on to be a huge star. Dana Carvey, not so much, but like that's when you got to understand. Like maybe talent carried that. Like where's the talent in Superstar? Where's the talent? <laughs> where's the talent in? I like Tim Meadows, but where's the talent in Ladies Man? <laughs> I think they were trying. They were trying to make Will like Will Ferrell's in Neither Roxbury. Yeah, he's in Superstar. He's yeah. in Ladies Man. They were trying to make a star out of Will Ferrell. Yeah, like it can't be off one of his sketches. No. It can't be off a sketch that he's in. They probably were trying to make a uh, Chris uh, Kattan. They were trying to do that with Chris Kattan, mm-hmm. and they were trying to do that with like with Will Ferrell. They, um, I, I bet you they tried to make a movie out of the cheerleading sketch. I wouldn't be surprised. Probably didn't get greenlit though, but they probably tried. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I do. I do wonder if people know that this is from that sketch. The sketches were very funny. Um, I wonder what made them choose this song <laughs> to use. I think it was, just, it was just that 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 beat that that four on the floor. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, and you can do just do one movement and do that for about four four and a half minutes. <laughs> and it'll be a, it'll be a workout. Have you heard the version where um, Lil Wayne and Eminem sample it? Yeah, and Eminem kills him on his Kill own track. Him. You just <laughs> like listen to rappers out there. Don't let Eminem rap after, like before you or after you. I mean, like Eminem goes yeah, first. Let him go first. He goes first, and you can make second. some adjustments. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's also been um, it was covered by the indie band. The Gossip, which had lead singer Beth Ditto, uh, also covered by Diane Birch, Shariah J sampled it, a Swedish boy band called EMD, and Canadian singer Kiza. Uh, there was also, because I was telling Ben, there was a um, there was an acoustic clubbing <laughs> compilation in which there was like acoustic versions of all these dance songs, and What Is Love is on there as well. So yeah, top uh, down also. And- um, uh, what is that dude's name? He had slipping my mind. Oh well, hey, wait. Mm, spoiler Hold alert! Up. Hold up, we're not getting there yet. Um, uh, Saji Ray. Okay, yeah, I don't think I, think I know him. I, I think I played. It was probably like a long time ago, but he had like acoustic covers of these oh, like yeah. dance songs. So um, topped out at number four. Yeah, on the uh, top, well, that's the top forty. Where's the hot one hundred? Number eleven on the hot one hundred. Uh, what is that? Number two on what? The UK singles. I think is he British? Hideaway. I think he's yes. British. Yeah. Um, and then what? Number nine on the hot dance club play. Um, I don't know what cash box is. It says U.S. cash box. What is that? That was like a, another charting a magazine. magazine. Okay. It uh, ended in ninety six. Gotcha. I always see that on a lot of these types of singles too. Um, Number nine there though, in the cash box. Yeah, it was basically like a parallel to Billboard. Gotcha. They just didn't last. But yeah, it was the Betamax, (laughs) (laughs) Um, the laser disc. So we'll get to Ben's number one. Uh, Oh, is the song also covered by Lost Frequencies? I'm going to check out some of these covers. I didn't realize there were so many covers. And uh, DJ Class from Germany has a remix. Uh, that also that charted in Germany, of course. So um, it was actually number five in France, too. So Kelly Amour. 
That is what is love in French. <laughs> Quel amour. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, Ben, tell us about your number one song. This song has it all. Jane Child, Don't Want to Fall in Love, has an amazing introduction. Like, she plays the hell out of that synth. It has an amazing synth solo. Like, she just, like, I just, like, the some of the rhythms there on the ends of that, like, it's just so tight and so crisp. Like, I, I mean, like, I, always, I remember, you know, anytime they would talk about this on, like, whenever MTV did their greatest one-hit wonders, and they would talk about how, like, she was classically trained. Like, this is what you get when you have a classically trained musician who wants to play pop music. Like, everything she does is so crisp. I don't know how much she played on this record, but, like, this is a good song. Like, as far as, like, and then you had the verses come, like, and the, the bass line kind of lazies out a little bit. Like, it's, oh, it's just so good. I could, I, could, I could talk forever about this song, about what I like about this uh, song. This song could also be considered freestyle. Okay. Uh, okay. It may also be considered New Jack Swing. Which I thought was funny reading that, yes. There is a uh, a Teddy Riley remix. Oh, okay. Of this song. Um, yeah, this but yeah, this yeah. song is just so good, like some of the rhythms in there. Like some of those the um the um one of the stutter type of rhythms she put in there is something you typically hear on guitar. Like oh God. Yeah, I just Yeah, I really like this song. And then of course she comes in there with a really good synth solo. That is on my, you know, great solos playlist. She was considered the music, the female prince. That's like one of those Larry Bird comparisons. That's huge. Yeah, that's really big. Like, that, that could be a problem. <laughs> um, there is a cover of this song by the Pussycat Dolls. Yeah, it's not very, well, it's like a, it's a, um, it's basically like a shot for shot yeah. cover. Except like it has some girl with a really bad Southern Midwestern accent. Um, and so like, of course, I mean, she didn't play on it. So, I mean, that kind of kills it for you, <laughs> but yeah, it's, I, I've, I've heard it before. I think I had it on something just because it was, it sounds so similar, but yeah. Um, yeah, says here, she was classically trained pianist during her youth, but at age 15, she dropped out of school, joined a touring band playing the synthesizer and singing on their shows. So, I mean, like, you know, she cut her teeth as a session musician and she shows her chops right here, like on this like that's and like you didn't hear a lot of synth solos back then no it was normally guitar or saxophone saxophone <laughs> yeah so and you have that that rhythm like like those are very guitar-esque and maybe that's why I like it so much those are very guitar-esque runs um, that I typically do not hear on a synth so so the album was fully written produced and performed on the synthesizer Except for guitar parts by Jane Child herself. Yeah. So she played everything. Maybe that's why they called her the female prince. Because she was doing everything. That's still, that's still some, that's, that's a, it's still a, a those lofty are big shoes right to there. feel. I mean, like, as far as, she's definitely got the chops as far as a musician, but she just didn't have the staying power. No. As a prince. And I did. think she might have been one of those artists to where you don't know what to do with her. Mm hmm. Like, how many different styles do you hear in this song? Oh, so many. <laughs> when there's somebody who's so, like, eclectic like that, in, at that time, it wasn't really that good. It yeah. wasn't that great to be eclectic like that. <laughs> so, yeah, charted at number two. Um, 
did she win? Well, she didn't win best new artist, but was she nominated? I feel like she may have been. Let's see. Um, no, she was not. Hmm. Unfortunately. Um, I think she would have been eligible the year that Mariah Carey won. Okay. So, um, that brings us to my number one, number one. And, uh, what's funny is that the name of this song eventually became like an insult that black people gave to any Latin person they knew. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, of course I'm talking about Rico Suave by Gerardo. I've never heard. I don't think I know anything past the um, the chorus. Like I don't know the verses. Well, uh, he he raps in Spanglish. <laughs> Suave. Suave. Um. Rico. Oh God! Roll that R. Roll that. <laughs> you have to roll that R though. Uh, I'm just listening and I'm like wow I just I guess I never paid that much attention he sometimes refers to himself as Latin Elvis the Latin Frank Sinatra or the Latin Tom Zuzio I I really thought before I read that it was going to say the Latin ZZ top and I was like that makes no sense (laughs) (laughs) he's from Ecuador okay hey make that money so, uh, Gerardo Mejia, uh, this is from 1990, uh, the release in December, 1990 became uh, a hit in 1991 peaked at number seven. Uh, yeah, basically he raps in Spanglish and talking about how he's the, the great, this great Latin lover pretty much. <laughs> It's it's a Spanglish big pimpin. Yeah, basically, he just starts. Okay, he just goes into Spanish. Okay. Oh, you know who produced this song? Who? Michael Cimbello. You know what I didn't know? He started playing with. He started out playing with Stevie Wonder. He should have done. He should have done more. Michael Cimbello. <laughs> like he's very talented, and you know he. I mean, I guess make money. I'm really confused. <laughs> Somebody was trying to call me. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. Don't do not disturb. And it just came through. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yep. Well, anyway, <laughs> <laughs> they can leave a message. Um, so. Uh, it totally threw me off. <laughs> Rico. But um, yeah, this became a it became an insult to any like white people to give any Latin person like get your Rico Suave ass out. Oh, of here. That would be like something like that. <laughs> um, basically, like I guess it was kind of like how you know people want to protect their genre, mm-hmm. you know. So if it's black people protecting hip hop, okay, we can't have any like. Rico Suave. We didn't have any like Latin rappers up in here, mm-hmm. or they'll probably just say Mexican, yeah, because that's the that's the country they know. Yep. So, um, <laughs> uh, this video, the video was nominated for two awards. It was ba- it's like him. He's wearing like these 
jeans and a leather jacket, no shirt. And he has these two dancers the with these. Hat on too? No, he had a bandana. Oh, okay. With the uh, with his with the two backup dancers with the the big baggy suits. Um, during this part right here, <laughs> um, uh, Weird Al Yankovic parodied this song. It was called Taco Grande. Nice. <laughs> he loved food. Oh, okay, now I'm, I'm remembering the video now. He had that right bandana on. And uh, SNL had a sketch where Horatio Sands played Gerardo, but he addressed himself as Rico Suave as if that's what his as if that was his name. I remember and that's that. what a lot of people thought his name was. They thought his name was Rico Suave, and that was the name of the song. Chocolate donuts. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! I for the longest time did think that was his name, though, for real. Um, this was, like I said, number seven on the Hot 100. Number two on the Hot Rap Tracks charts. He made it. He made it. Uh, what does Gerardo do? I think he's a music producer now. The picture I saw of him. Yeah, he's a he's, he's a record executive. Okay. Uh, he is an A and R executive for Interscope. Okay. And he's responsible for giving us Enrique Iglesias and Bubba Sparks. So it's his fault. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, um, and he wasn't I, the with the Spanglish thing. It was only going to go so far, yeah. and at this point, it was only going to go as far as one song. <laughs> um, he on his album, he does have a cover of "We Want the Funk." Hmm. <laughs> I might check that out. Um, and. He does a he samples Oye Como Va on another song. <laughs> Duh. <laughs> I'm surprised uh, that doesn't get sampled more, honestly. And it was um is this who I think it is? Uh co produced by Doctor Freeze, not from the new edition um story. The the break dancer who went into the coffin. Oh, what? Remember the talent show scene in the new edition story? Yeah, okay. Oh god. <laughs> that was that, Dr. Freeze. That guy. Not that Dr. Freeze. But it is it is the Dr. Freeze who uh produced Poison by Bill Bib DeVoe. He also produced some stuff on Gerardo's album. So yeah, that will uh do it for because five one hit wonders ninety to ninety four. Uh the next one hit wonders we do will be just nineteen ninety five. Just that. We'll do it. <laughs> we, we can find them. Yeah. I'm sure you can too. So <laughs> um, we'll get to my earworm of the week. And I told you it was a very interesting cover I heard. Um, and it is uh, EXO Tour Life, a cover of EXO Tour Life <laughs> by a band called Brass Tracks. I might have heard this. Is it on one of the Spotify sessions? No. Oh, okay. Then I probably haven't heard this. No, uh, this is from, well, this is just a single from them right now. And it is their most, their most popular single, <laughs> the, the most popular song on Spotify. They also have a cover of, uh, Kanye's all the lights. Ooh. And, um, is this another? Okay. Uh, I thought they had another cover on here that I recognized, but, uh, so we're going to play that. Uh, EXO Tour Life, the Lil Uzi Vert song, but this is basically, it's, it's a lot of trumpets, uh, but it's very, it's very jazzy. I appreciate it. Okay. So this is EXO Tour Life by Brass Tracks 
and we will be right back. That is Exo Tour Life by Brass Tracks. What do you think of that? I dig it. I don't know the song very well, but I like this. <laughs> All right, so you can find that on our VTT YHT Earworms playlist on Spotify right now. All right, Ben, that's going to bring us to the end of our program. Why don't you tell the people where we can be found? You can find us at by the time you hear this dot com blog saw website. Get on there. Interact with us. Um, comment. Say hello. Post your uh, because five of uh, songs between 1990, 1994. And we'll issue you the because five challenge. Can you name your top five songs for 1995? Can you? You think this is easy? No, it's not easy. We're professionals. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, please come on there and interact with us. You can email us um, at by the time you hear this. Well, no, no, I'm, I'm getting ahead of myself. Find us at facebook.com slash by the time you hear this. Uh, the website and the Facebook are spelled with the word you, Y-O-U. Um, if you want to find us on Instagram um, or if you want to email us, you can find us at by the time you hear this spelled with the letter U because we're upstanding. Yes, we are. As in upstanding usfl and you killed i'm just kidding um we, we're not no small potatoes though i'll tell you that <laughs> small potatoes small <laughs> potatoes um now i got off okay here we go got <laughs> off track um yes yeah, so um of course is by the time you hear this spell with the u why um with the letter u at gmail.com um uh, if you want to listen to us you can hear us on podomatic you can hear us on satchel podcast player you can hear us on um, Apple Podcast Player slash AKA iTunes, Google Play, 
the orange one, Google Play Music. So don't go in the Google Play Store. Go into Google Play Music. CastBox, Auto Radio, TuneIn Radio. Plenty of places to find us. For all of you who are listening, watching, all that good stuff. Thanks. We appreciate it. We surely do. Mm-hmm. All right. So uh, we're going to end the program with... Um Something we had not played. Um, how do you feel about uh, Here Comes the Hot Stepper? Word him up. What? <laughs> I don't know what he says. Uh, I don't either. <laughs> um, I know there's like memories. there's like an interaction with an officer. Um, Excuse me, Mr. Osifa. <laughs> <laughs> uh, to where... Um, He's still living like well, like the hot stepper is like a, like a, a, a criminal. Okay, so he's still living that life. Yeah, he bought that life. Okay, so yeah, basically that's what it's about. Okay, I'm down with that. <laughs> uh, so we're gonna play. Here comes the hot stepper by mm-hmm. Annie Camozzi to end the show. Thank you very much for listening, and we will talk to you very very soon. Peace. Peace. I'm the